Welcome to the Restoration Care Ministries podcast. This podcast is to help Christians struggling with addictions, besetting sins, or those who have fallen to get back up and be restored to usefulness for God. We want to teach and train Christians in churches to help our brothers and sisters be restored in meekness, kindness, and love. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy this podcast. This is Paul Kingsbury from RestorationCareMinistries.com, welcoming you to today's podcast. Thank you for joining me, and uh, I am honored and delighted and so blessed of the Lord to have a friend, a friend in Virginia. Now, this friend hasn't been a long-time friend, but in the last 12 to 18 months, Pastor Don Woodard has become Truly, from the very biblical sense of the word, a friend. He um, he has great compassion for people and has personally edified uh, both my wife, Diane, and I and encouraged us. And uh, I count it a joy to welcome him to Restoration Care Ministries. Uh, your our, uh, our effort online to provide biblically-based solutions to problems that are universally uh, felt and uh, experienced and through uh, through scriptural counseling. Uh, re- really, we call it coaching. Uh, I'm not a professional counselor, but we the word of God and the spirit of God can take, uh, and he has the answers. And this is not a substitute. Restoration Care Ministries is not a substitute for a, a local church, nor a local church pastor by any means. Uh, we're here to come alongside, and uh, we're out of, actually, Restoration Care Ministries is under Family Baptist Church in Columbia, Tennessee, Pastor Dave Baker, and uh, it is a privilege to be under their umbrella. And uh, And Brother Woodard is my special guest today. Uh, welcome to Restoration Care Ministries, uh, Pastor Woodard. It's great. I'm very excited about Restoration Care Ministry. Uh, I think it's one of the best things that I've seen come along in a long time that will really help people. Very excited to be a part of it. Well, today's subject, and of course the folks that are that are watching or listening to this podcast uh, we'll be aware of it because our subject uh, today is uh, living and loving after abuse. Restored is the words you use. And that's a beautiful, beautiful word. Of course, we use it in Restoration Care Ministries. And uh, undoubtedly, the folks that are watching this or listening to this podcast uh, have some connection to this matter of abuse. And uh, I am grateful that God has gifted you, my brother, and actually given you uh, a book and then counseling opportunities and uh, in travel and preaching uh, to to help numbers of people. And I'd like to begin, if I w- could, uh, Brother Woodard, with uh, you explaining a little bit about your own background. Where were you born and where did you grow up and what was your home like? And and uh, have you been saved? <laughs> I know yes. you have. And, and just kind of take me through the family 
the the history. And then I know you're pastoring a wonderful church. Was it Beacon Baptist Church? No, in uh, near Roanoke, Virginia. And I hope in my travels that uh, sometime Diane and I can uh, come through there and uh, and see you there on that point. But let's go back to the beginning and just kind of tell us your life story, would you please? Well, I always tell people I was born in the promised land of Nashville, Tennessee. I love Tennessee. That's where I was born. Uh, we're from a little area called Greenbrier or Portland, Tennessee. Huh. And uh, when I was a little boy, uh, my dad, uh, he drank pretty bad. And uh, I'm the oldest of my dad's third family because of alcoholism. And um, basically, kind of the short version of that is that when I was a little boy, my dad ended up in jail in Ohio. Therefore, we moved to Ohio. And my mother was actually from there, but that's where I grew up. I grew up in Ohio. I left there about 20 years ago. We lived in South Carolina for five years. Um, then my wife and I moved here with our family. We have five wonderful children. We now have 12 grandchildren, one in heaven and 11 here. Well, how old are you? And uh, I have the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains on 18 acres, and I can look out my front window or set it on my front porch, and I see a beautiful view of the mountains, and God's been good to me. Uh, I started going to Sunday school when I was five years old. We moved into this house in Marion, Ohio, and one Saturday morning, like the second week after we lived there, a lady named, by the name of Georgie Parrish came and knocked on our door and asked my mother if she could take my brother and I, who was three, to school. And every Sunday morning for a long time, Georgie Parrish, she was a very short lady. She just died about 10 years ago at the age of 94. And uh, she would come and get me and my brother, and we would hold her hand, and she would walk us down the street to the Emmanuel Baptist Church and take us to Sunday school. And then um, I'm trying to give you the short version. Um, then she would take us home because they didn't have any junior church or anything. And my parents didn't go to church. But, but uh, when I was old on Tuesday night during vacation Bible school, a lady named Mrs. Wilson asked me if I'd ever asked Jesus into my heart. And my first thought was, I, Georgie Parrish told me that when I went to church, I was in God's house. So I thought God had a room somewhere at the church, and that's where he lived. Okay. <laughs> so Georgie Parrish, or Mrs. Wilson asked me, do I want to ask God, Jesus in my heart? And my thought was, well, he already had a place to live. But I thought, well, yeah, if he needs a place to live, he could live in my heart. That was a nine-year-old thing. And so uh, she opened up, I thought was the biggest Bible I'd ever seen. She explained salvation to me. And uh, she had me put my hands up on top of that big Bible. We sat at a table and, I, and she put her hands on top of my hands. And she told me how to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And my life hasn't been the same since. <laughs> and uh, in July, I celebrate 38 years in the ministry. Oh, and God's my goodness. Been, God's been good to me. I traveled 10 years old all over the United States. I went into juvenile prisons. A lot, I did a lot of work with young people back then, and I've been pastoring for almost 15 years at Beacon Baptist Church in Salem, Virginia. That's wonderful. Uh, Pastor, how, how did you how did you get connected to uh, this ministry, particularly of, of, and maybe explain a little bit about what you are doing because I know you've got a you've got a, a another you've got a website you've got uh, 
various means by which people connect with you. And I, I can, I read some testimonies of people that have been helped with life relationships. That's the term that seems to come up quite a bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, life relationships uh, is something we started about seven or eight years ago. I was at a conference, the short version of that is uh, I was at a conference and I took my young people from church to this conference. And one of the, the preachers made a statement and I thought, I want to say that. And I came home, I told my wife, I want to study about relationships more. I've always been interested in it. And uh, I teach a, a lot about relationships. And one of the things I teach is that we, we get our relationship behaviors or we learn our relationship behaviors from our early life role models. Okay. Well, and I realized, I always kind of knew that I wasn't the best dad or the best husband and it dawned on me in studying all this for, I, I mean, I study relationships almost every day and what the Bible says about them. The Bible has a lot to say about relationships. The Ten Commandments are about relationships. Hmm. The Sermon on the Mount is primarily about relationships. Um, the, uh, the two commandments Jesus gave are about relationships. The Bible, God created us for the purpose of a relationship. So I realized I needed to work on some things that I wasn't as my children were younger because a lot of it was the behaviors I learned from my early life role model. I didn't know how really, even though I heard preaching on it, this is so important. I think I'd heard good preaching on being a husband and being a dad, but what we see and what we sometimes hear are two different things. You can be told something, but if if what you have witnessed witnessed has taught you some behaviors, then uh, you're going to follow those what you learned, what you witnessed a little bit. Uh, when it comes to how I got started with the topic of abuse, and I I won't go too far into this statement, but as a as a Growing up in my youth, I witnessed the physical abuse of women. Okay, and um, that's kind of all I really want to talk about with the, what I witnessed as a child. I witnessed the physical abuse of women. Yeah. Then, when I got in the ministry, uh, a lady came to me one time that had a lot of problems. She had a marital problems, all kinds of things, and grew up in a good church, but she had had just kind of. Had a time she made some really bad decisions, and she came to talk to me and um, shared with me that when she was a little girl, she was sexually abused by her father, who was a deacon in the church. And uh, her mother had a lot of health problems and could not have a marriage relationship with her husband, basically, for long periods of time. And so this when she was about 12 years old, her father started molesting her. And, and that was the first time I ever really thought much about that, not heard about it. First time I really talked to anybody that that had happened. And then another uh, situation happened when I was began traveling. I spoke with a young lady one time. I was preaching in a conference, a, a youth rally type thing. Sure. And uh, this lady brought this 14-year-old girl. And she, it was obviously, it was very depressed. She had cuts all up both arms. Her hair, hair was very dyed, very black, and it hung down her face. One side of her head was shaved. She was in deep depression. And so this lady said, could you please talk to this young lady? Her name was Sarah. I dedicated my book to her, her name's Sarah. 
I don't really know whatever happened to her, but she shared with me that her mother was in this relationship and the person she was in this relationship, which was a woman, had begun molesting her. She was 14. And thankfully, the woman that brought her to church, that had her talk to me, that woman's husband was a police officer. So that part of it was handled that way, and the church was going to help her and so on. And then the thing that really got me was several years ago when I was was pastoring, uh, someone came to me that had been abused terribly as a, as a little girl, as a, a girl, I've also worked with men that have been abused by when they were children by men, so on. But this lady had quite a story, and she shared that with me, and she had a lot of problems to Christ, and then all this came about. Well, I began looking for material to help her with. I mean, I wanted like a, a, a I'm a reader, so I, I wanted a book, and I'm looking for things, and there were things out there but a lot of it was humanistic. I, I found one book by a lady who had been abused. It was a and then became a Christian. But her, and I ordered it. I read it. Her book was kind of mostly her story, but there was a lot of things in it that were helpful. So I began to study just writing lessons for this lady. I was trying to help. I, I was giving her a lesson every week, a written lesson, typed out. Well, let's work on this, and we just kind of tried to bring her along to help her heal from the abuse and to take her from being a victim to being a victor. And a lot of, and again, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody, but a lot of the psychiatry, psychology type mindset is humanistic mindset. Let's use that term is that you're broken and you cannot be fixed. You're going to be a victim forever. And um, you have all these disorders now because this happened to you. Well, that's just telling someone they're damaged and there's no hope. But there is hope. Amen. Uh, because there is a way to, to go through a healing process, if you will. And there's a lot of things that it's kind of like, it's, I describe it as a journey that you can go through. And uh, there's a lot of steps in that journey and things to do to take you to that place that as I like to use my teddy bear here uh, to explain, you can take your life back. You can well, take- Speaking of that, Pastor, uh, many of our, uh, the folks that are going to uh, uh, engage in this podcast uh, will be just without, without video. It'll, it'll be just our, our voices. And, uh, but others of us will have the opportunity as I do right now to see a teddy bear behind you there. And, um, Let's take a minute and just talk a little bit about that. And then I'd like you to go, I'd like to uh, just uh, zone, zone in on what can people expect if they, if they take your course through Restoration Care Ministries uh, and uh, tell us what, what they can expect in the number of lessons and et cetera. So let's start with a teddy bear, okay? Okay. I love the teddy bear story. I don't know. I can't remember where I ever came up with this illustration, but I liked it, Okay. And so I, I use it in, in the book and I use it in the, the teach the lessons. Um, imagine a little girl has a teddy bear. Now she sees that teddy bear as her companion. And, you know, I've had three daughters. They all had their a doll baby or a stuffed animal kind of a thing at one point. Yeah. I have uh, 11 <laughs> grandchildren here and I, I get, I can't, I, I think I have eight of them. I think, or I think seven are, are little girls, the rest are little boys. And that's all we have, the boys and the girls. But anyway, um, uh, they have had 
uh, all babies are little teddy bears. So imagine a little girl has a teddy bear. She sees this teddy bear as her companion. She, this is her friend. She's pretending she feeds it and she cuddles it and she loves it. And, and she, to her, it's, it's a real being. And imagine a very uncaring, and I'll use the term, um, evil kind of person comes along and just rips that teddy bear out of the little girl's hands and runs off with it and just destroys to damage it and and throws it on the trash heap of life well someone who has been abused and all abuse is emotional uh there's of course physical abuse emotional abuse all of it's emotional uh, but the form of emotional abuse where you're degraded, people you're told that you know you're you're no good, you're you're ugly, you're worthless, that kind of thing. But then there's the worst kind of abuse, sexual abuse, and um, so instead of saying all of that, we use the illustration of teddy bear because someone who has been abused, they understand what that feels like to have something taken from them. And abuse is having something taken from you. And so the idea of our lessons is to show you proven principles to help people take their life back. Or as I use the illustration of the teddy bear, and in pretty much every lesson I record, um, I, I have the teddy bear with me and I show teddy bear. And the idea is that we want you, the teddy bear represents your life, represents what's been taken from you. We want to help you take that back and um, have, have peace and joy and, and victory, to be a victor, to have victory in your life. Well, praise the Lord. And that is the hope that the world needs. Uh, our generation, in my opinion, with uh, has is experiencing uh, a an onslaught of of uh, moral impurity to a degree that is unimaginable, and now we're seeing the repercussions of this. Uh, I was in a in a having lunch with a gentleman yesterday. We were talking about the Roman Empire and how it it it, it imploded really. And a lot of it had to do with the the moral degradation that occurred in that culture and in that society. And so this issue of abuse is is becoming so pervasive. Uh, and, and of course, uh, through Restoration Care Ministries, we're also endeavoring to put together uh, some biblical coaching on, on gaining victory in over the this area of pornography uh, because and I, I'm sure that you have found that as you people that abuse have and I don't know if it'd be 100 percent but these abnormalities that go against nature that go against the uh, you know a, a sanity the the insanity of the moral impurity that's going on today and being accepted in uh, in, in society, well, this is one of those areas uh, that it's uh, really having a profound impact. Uh, what you're doing is is incredible, Pastor. What there's a there's a book that you've written and that has been very very helpful to many people. Can you t- tell us a little bit about that book? And then how can people? Is it okay if people reached right out to you? Can you give us a a means by which 
uh, a pastor. Uh, I think uh, there are preachers that are watching this because they're dealing with these issues in their congregations. And uh, so tell us about the book and then how we can connect with you, would you please? Well, pastors and uh, counselors use my book. It's called Restored Living and Loving After Abuse. It's published by Ambassador International out of, out of Greenville, South Carolina. You can order it on Amazon. Re, uh, just if you put my name in, Restored Living and Loving After Abuse. You can order it from our website. I'm, I'm trying to check on my website today, uh, but it's um, our website is called liferelationships.net. You can order it there. Okay. Uh, but uh, that's what the book is, what we teach the course through. And um, uh, I do suggest that people that take the course order the book as something you don't have to do that. You can do that separately if you like. But uh, there's not every chapter in the book because some of the introduction stuff uh, we didn't include in the series uh, of, of recordings for the lessons. But uh, it's it's just some general information that we didn't we didn't put on the lessons, but no, if, when they, if someone signs on and says, yes, I'd like to view the first lesson of Pastor Don Woodard's course on restored living and loving after abuse, if they sign on, and that's what we're hopeful that they'll do after listening to this podcast, watching this, viewing this, that it will be uh, an encouragement to them. Now, when they get there, Will you give them uh, that information, uh, maybe an email address or things where they can connect with you um, yeah. and and bring up these things again, how to get the book, et cetera? That comes, that'll come out in that uh, series? Yes, I believe that's there. And I do know that there's going to be somewhere along the line on the website, there is going to be information where you, because there's also a syllabus that is included in my course oh, that they can print out because the book has kind of like a journal in it. At the end of almost all the chapters, there's a place for the person going through the book to write in a journal to answer some of the questions and, and to write down their thoughts on what we talked about in that lesson. Uh, so for people that do not get the book, they can print out the syllabus and there'll be a a right. place on the website where they can do that. That's just all included. That's in awesome. That's very exciting. I'm very grateful. Uh, let's close out with this uh, two questions. And if you can just give me a, a summary answer, just uh, the people that are watching fall in one of two categories, maybe both people that have been abused. And, uh, and it's, 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 they're not experiencing victory. They're, they're, they're still, cumbered about with this. Uh, then you have the people that are dealing with someone who has been abused. So in a summary statement, what would you say to someone that's listening to our podcast today and they're, they've been a, they've, they've have themselves been abused? Well, I think this would be important for them to know when we, when we put the book together, I had, I put a team together of people and uh, all of them, except one, had been abused in some form, some as children, some uh, sexually as children, some uh, in their in abusive marriages. Uh, there was one person that was on our team that had not been abused, actually grew up in a good home and had have, has a wonderful marriage, but they were married to someone that had been abused. Oh abused as a sexually 
And so their input was ex extremely important. And as I wrote each chapter, each chapter was emailed uh, to each of these individuals that was on my team. They would give me input back. They would make suggestions. And uh, I really couldn't have done it without them. Now, some of them prefer to be anonymous uh, because they don't talk about their situation. But some of them said, you can tell my story. It's not a problem. There, there's a lot. A lot of testimony book where they, uh, the folks will read of people that went from being a victim to being a victor. And so it is helpful. The book has helped people that have read it and the, 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 uh, the lessons will as well. People that are married to someone that was abused because it will help you help them, help you understand some of the things that they deal with. And then, of course, for anyone out there that whether you were abused as a child in the worst of ways or you missed abuse or you maybe uh, ended up in an abusive marriage. And this is kind of interesting, and I don't maybe not take time on this right now, but a lot, of, especially young ladies that grew up in abusive uh, homes, uh, maybe with an abusive father, they they end up in an abusive marriage often. Yeah, and there's true. a lot of reasons for that. And one of the reasons we talk about this in the book is that they don't have a, a high value of themselves. Yes, and we have a lesson in the book called self-value that's extremely important. I tell people your value is determined when Jesus Christ went to the cross. Amen. He determined how valuable you are. And that's just a big issue with a lot of people that they don't feel that, that they, they deserve to be treated right because they've been treated wrong or badly all of their lives. So we talk about that. But I think that the, the, uh, the book covers things that in the series, the, the, the lesson series, the class covers your, your, your dealing with. Um, and, and one of the big lessons I, I think people find helpful is the idea of what can I change? What do I have in my life that I can change? What can I take control of? And we talk about confronting your giants. We talk about the power of forgiveness, the importance of trust. Uh, we have a, a lesson in there I call pour out your heart and how to just kind of let go of everything, how to go to God and completely empty everything that's in your heart before him. And then this, this, uh, lesson was suggested by one of my team members, and here's what we ended up calling it, questions from the heart, answers from God, because a lot of people who've been abused, they have unanswered questions, and we tried to make a list of all of those questions, and then we went to scripture, and with the help of my team, we have, we are trying to present some answers to give help, Very good. and then we have, we have a, a lesson on personal peace, and then our last lesson is called beauty for ashes. And it's right. really one of my favorites. It's something that right. gives hope. Well, Pastor Woodard, thank you so very, very much for joining us on today's podcast. And uh, for our listeners, our viewers, let, let me encourage you to uh, seek this, uh, this book, Restored Living and Loving After Abuse, and uh, connect with uh, Pastor uh, Don Woodard, and we thank God for you and for your family and for the ministry there at Beacon Baptist Church. And uh, thank you for taking time to speak with us today, but also uh, the hours and hours and hours of preparation for each of these, what are the, I think it's 14 lessons that yes, people sure. can, they can watch the first one free. And then for a modest fee, 
they'll be able to, to, to really own the rest of those lessons and play them again and again and again. It'd be a, like a personal opportunity for them to connect with you. And uh, we will continue to pray for you. Thank you for your friendship. And we look forward to more uh, series of lessons and more books from uh, from your pen and from your heart, my brother. And uh, to those of you that are listening or watching today at Restoration Care Ministries, we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, God bless you. And we'll look forward to uh, the next time. And we'll say our goodbye. And uh, thank you for joining us today. God bless you. See you later, Pastor. Thank you, my friend. Have a good day. Amen. You too. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Restoration Care Ministries podcast. We hope it has been helpful to you. If you have a question or need help, email us at restorationcareministries at gmail.com. Please go to our website at www.restoration.care and see the many programs to help you. God bless you and thank you for listening.